What's up, everybody? Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com. Welcome to episode 41 of the Sports Card Strategy Show. 41 episodes. We are pumped to be here today. And I uh, got my man Kendall McKee. He's rocking the Sports Card Strategy Show T. Looking good, my man. How you doing, Kendall? I'm good. I am good. Refreshed. Encouraged. Man, this weekend was fun. Refreshed and encouraged from the uh, from the national, I assume. And yes, uh, well, also then once the day I got back, I had one whole day of just introvert time, and it was awesome. Yes, are you an introvert? Um, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I do know that I'm fueled by time by myself. Yeah. I think it depends on how you define introvert, but yeah. that's the definition that I have heard recently from people. So I've also, other people have told me that I'm actually an introvert. And um, I just know that I, the way that I recharge my personal batteries is with time by myself, you know, time, specifically time working uh, on, you know, doing, doing web work, doing sports card strategy, no off season work um doing research on sports cards that's kind of how i refresh and i mean i can go for hours on end and then just feel amazing afterwards whereas i think some people need to go out to dinner with other people and and all that but yeah so that's good i'm glad you had some introvert time so uh we're happy to have everyone here um definitely we're gonna we always pay attention to the comments and the live stream and we try to chime in as we go uh, so that the show feels very interactive, but also we have added a live Q&A session at the end of the show. So any questions that come in during the show, we will answer at the end if we haven't, if we haven't addressed them throughout the show. So uh, we got our power pack typical agenda for you guys today. Um, we're going to start with L of the week and we're going to incorporate obviously a lot that's happened to us over the last, over the last week. A lot has happened in the sports card world for Kendall and I, cause we were both at the national. We met face to face for the first time ever, which was amazing. And we met some of you actually. So for those of you that were at the national and were able to come say hi, we appreciate that. And, uh, we hope it was just the first of many to come. So, um, well, I'm going to get get rolling. We got a lot to talk about. So I'm going to start with my L of the week. What was my worst move of the week? And I can say that it probably was spending too much time digging through the dollar boxes at the National. This was my first National, and I was super excited to try to find deals. And the day that I... Uh, so Wednesday, I got there for the VIP stuff, which was pretty cool. And then uh, tried to meet up with Kendall on Thursday, but he, he ghosted me on Thursday. So I spent all day digging. I called it my digging day. And so I was digging in the dollar boxes and I probably, and I really didn't find anything um, for myself. And so I specifically, I kind of learned that like mosaic soccer, select soccer and prism soccer are kind of gross. We talked about this a little bit on some earlier episodes where I was kind of learning. I've learned a lot over the last couple of years about soccer cards and really tops. I was intrigued by a lot of the top stuff that I saw. I didn't really pull trigger, but uh, I think my L of the week was just like time management on that first day, that first full day, um, specifically spending too much time in the dollar boxes. And I don't know if it was the national 
I don't go to any other card shows really. Um, that'll change next year, but um, I don't know if it's card shows in general now or if it's just the national, but I think my L of the week was just wasting too much time going through like dollar boxes, 50 cent boxes. So that was my L of the week. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, we even had this conversation, you know, and first off, you know, hold on. I did, you know, I got to defend myself a little bit, you know, ghosting is a hard term. I was there with other people who had a car, therefore I could (laughs) not make the same decisions. And we stayed about 40 minutes away from Atlantic city. Uh, I'd been up since 2am. It was a rough day, but anyway, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, ghosting is we did not get the chance to um meet up that first day i got into the national and i would say the l of the week for me was atlantic city itself Ooh, like what a gross place (laughs) ah i hope they just never do the national again there like um national chicago was fantastic the the setup was great like the facilities were fantastic the the to and from the convention center was very easy there was stuff all over the place you could uh, do eat stay at all this stuff like i went to a cubs game one night while i was there you know like it was just i mean it was a great environment atlantic city i had to drive 40 minutes in and 40 minutes out to stay at a nice place um and which was a fantastic place by the way shout out to rm layton for the connection of this awesome beach house that we slept at um which was fantastic on its own um but atlantic city itself pretty disgusting rundown you could tell it was like trying to be like a vegas type place and you've heard it said like vegas of the east or whatever um but you can tell covid just wrecked the city like Mm. Um, there's not a lot going on. A lot of buildings need updated, but probably not going to get it because they're not getting the same, you know, money pumped into the city as they used to. You could even tell with like the billboards of like what kind of acts are coming to Atlantic City. Like one of them was like DJ Polly DJ Polly D. Yeah. That dude was freaking everywhere in Atlantic City. And um, like you could just tell like there's no like big acts or big like residencies or anything there. I went to the sports book, which like um, in Vegas is like packed, like literally every all day, every day, somebody's watching something and betting on it. And we went there and there was one guy, one guy there. And he was just sitting in the recliner, like huge screen above him, just like, you know, and uh, I was like, I don't know if that dude's homeless or he's just wanting to be here, you know, like, yeah. So uh, it was it. I would say the L of the week was the present, like the presence of the of the national in Atlantic City. Um, yeah. More sp- like that's that last part. Once you were in the national, the worst part about it was the Wi-Fi, which was another reason I couldn't get a hold of you on Thursdays. I was trying to get a hold of you while I was in the in the place. You did a good a- job. I was messing with you. So no, I, I'm past that. I'm just saying like there was the, the there was the <laughs> aspect of none of us yeah. had any uh wi-fi which in fact later on i ended up using as a big part of like some of my negotiations i ended up like really doing me a solid later on because people would be like oh you know like do you have your phone with you you can can you comp this for me and i was like "Ah, i don't have my phone you're gonna have to give me a price to go off of and that helped me on like four deals get mega steals on the person who had the card did not know the worth of what they had in their hand yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that because I was super impressed with you. Um, 
making making some deals alongside you, watching you do your thing, and and definitely knowing the prices and knowing uh, the prospects. Uh, in all of the sports, but especially baseball and soccer, definitely work to your advantage. So, yeah, RPO Sports Cards uh, basically has the same uh, <laughs> view based on what what they have heard. So, so I I'm that. laughing at Southern Soccer Idiot. Uh, his... Hey, Southern Soccer Idiot, welcome back! Welcome that back, super, That's funny because that's really what it was like. I'm you carrying know, around thousands of dollars of cards in like a little case, this little case behind me, and I'm walking around Atlantic City going, I'm gonna have to beat somebody off with this thing. <laughs> we use yeah. it as a weapon. I mean, I stayed in a dump of a hotel. Luckily, the people were really nice. It was about uh and it was about a mile away. I didn't I wanted to make sure that I walked back before it got dark every day. Um, and then but I was across from another casino. I didn't have enough money to stay actually at a casino, but I was across from another casino that had a bunch of good restaurants in it. So I was able to just walk like literally 15 steps outside my door and go get some good dinner every night. But yeah, it definitely wasn't, this is going to sound weird, but had I not lived in Spain for the last five years, I probably would have been scared shitless the entire time. But because I live in a city that has areas that kind of look like that, um, I was fine. And the other thing I'll add is that honestly, every person, I don't know how you feel about this, Kendall, but every person I saw was there for the national. So it yeah. was almost like the national took over all of Atlantic city. It was almost like the entire population of Atlantic city for those, for those five days were the people, uh, which is kind of what you're saying. Like, you know, the national, like COVID wrecked it. There's nothing there. The national came in and it was all national. So like it wouldn't surprise me if, if uh, the national convention or whatever, like that association that runs setting up the event and everything, if they like got a sweet premium for coming to Atlantic city. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, the, I, the event, like the venue for the event was actually really good. I thought, like, yeah, no I will say that once you were inside the convention center, I felt like it was good. Yeah, so they did a good job with that. I mean, the city itself, there's not much you can do about, I guess, but the convention center I thought was great. I mean, the internet that one day, Thursday, uh, Friday, the internet, there was no, it was like every everyone's data didn't work and the internet inside the building didn't work for like almost all day. So that seems like it might've worked to your advantage. So let's take, so Jamie Hauser has an L of the week. They say that Mac Jones neon green pulsar prism on a 10 day auction. Uh, ending at prime time for $70 last night was not the price that Jamie wanted. Um, Sexy pick of Jamie, by the way. A little pick yeah, on the bed. Jamie, what's up with that? <laughs> Thanks for chiming in, though, Jamie. Thanks for chiming in on your... Thanks for uh, chiming in with your pick. Uh, Toa, what up? What up, Toa? Your, your uh, gift from the National dropped in the mail today, my man. So go green, go white. There is no offseason. Those cards are on the way. We might do more giveaways on the show. That's something... Uh, that I want to look at doing, just giving giving things away to the audience because we love you guys and uh, and we just want to want to support. So we appreciate everything that you guys do. So W of the week, W of the week. What was Let's my go. best move of the week? Look at the photo there look of the two of us looking good, repping the Texas Roadshow with uh, with with the Crim brothers. Um, the Crim they did one. awesome. So my. W of the week, like, okay, let me get the cheesy stuff out first. So like meeting you, meeting other people face to face, 
Um, M. Carius 11 and his son stopped by. I met them, met all the people at Sports Card Investor, met Lou Janu from Card Talk Pod. He wants to come on the show. So we might have Lou Janu as a guest on the show. That would be amazing. Um, met Tyler, met Ryan, met Gary B, met um, just a lot of really cool people. Uh, Aram, uh, Aram and uh, Colby from Just Baseball, met those guys. Shout out to them. Really cool, cool peeps. So thank you, Kendall, for introducing me to those guys. And uh, check out JustBaseball.com. They do great work. Um, hopefully we'll be, we'll be close with them, um, and, and helping each other out. But my card, I have, I have, <laughs> I have three W's of the week from the national that we can talk about throughout. We can reference throughout the show if we need to. Um, and I think Kendall is, is going to love what the actual W of the week is. So I'm going to go from third place to first place just real quick. So, cause I got to give a shout out to chase Krim at, uh, at Texas Roadshow Cards. So Chase and I made a deal for a Jordan Poole Contenders Rookie Ticket Auto Prism on Card Auto. I got that for $300. Um, that is under comps, so thank you, Chase, Krim. And uh, it's basketball card buying season, so I was really excited to get that. Um, I literally almost snagged that other one while y'all were <laughs> Did you really? Because I, I was like, I have the money. I know it's a good buy. And then I was like, wait a second. I don't buy basketball. <laughs> hey, Forgot I know. <laughs> that's funny though. Well, that that's when you really know that it was a good that it was a good yeah. buy when when you almost bought a basketball card. So that makes me feel good for three. There were t- for everybody <laughs> for everybody wondering, there were two of them, and I picked the one with the better auto. They they both looked like they would grade about the same. Um, so I picked the right. one with what I thought was the better looking auto, and I got Kendall and Chase's uh, opinion on which one that I should take. And they kind of let me make my own decision, but they agreed that the auto that I picked was the better one. So I don't have many on-card autos. So I was pretty psyched about that. Like that's one of my, I think it's one of my better cards actually. Um, so, and I love Jordan Poole. He's obviously high in our sports card investment report at nooffseason.com. So check that out. And shout out to Gary at Hoops and Cards because I know he'll he's been basically he's been the one telling me like basketball card buying season is August and I'm like okay well close enough Here we <laughs> <You> are. <know>? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let me do it um as of today as of today today it starts I bought this card a few days ago but it was close enough for me so what what Paul's um, saying is as of today you guys can buy his Jordan Poole card for six hundred dollars as of today help me double my money it's buying season. It's buying season. It'll go up from there. So we all win, right? That's what we all want. Um, obviously, we're kidding. So I probably will list that. Uh, I think, you know, I'll, I'll probably actually list it in November because I noticed a huge basketball card spike uh, when the season started last year. So if that starts to happen again and Jordan Poole is, is uh, lighting it up early, I'll probably list it. If not, I'll probably list it in March or April. Uh, there's there's another usually like a hype spike before the playoffs and then like if the Warriors are doing well I think what I learned from last basketball season is that uh, there's kind of like a championship expectations built in because not a lot of guys really spiked for the Warriors so I'm thinking that I would maybe sell that earlier than the playoffs Uh, we'll see Um, there's probably a championship expectation for some players but not others yeah, like for the Warriors probably have it already baked in. But like, for instance, if like uh, like if the Clippers had ended up going deep, 
I think they would have had a bump with like say Leonard and, and, and uh, not Leonard and Paul and George, like Leonard and Paul George were healthy. And then they made a run. I think their cards would have seen a bump, but I don't think Steph's did because everybody was just like, I, it was almost like inflated all the way to a championship. And it was like, if he doesn't win it, it's going to come down. But if he does, it's just going to stay where it's at, you know? So yeah, it depends on the franchise depends on the player. For sure. Um, all right. So then my, uh, Second place win of the week, which I'm not I'm not supposed to do this, but we were at the national, so I'm doing it. Second place win of the week was a Pedri Auto, second year Pedri Auto, Tops Chrome, that I got in a package deal for the number one win of the week, which was an Ansu Fati on card obsidian patch auto. And the way that this went down was <laughs> was Kendall, like Kendall had made a couple of good deals. So we were feeling it like we were feeling we were feeling the vibes. So it was my turn to make a deal. So Kendall and I were at the showcase at this one, this one uh, uh, dealer showcase. And he's like, hey, check out. Here's here's some of your guys autos like there's a Pedri and a Fatsi auto. So Kendall actually found the cards for me. So I go over and start negotiating with the dealer and I say, all right. um, I had already kind of looked up comps a little bit. And so I knew that the that the Pedri was probably a good buy at about 125. It had a, it had $150 sticker on it. The Fatsi, I think also had $150 sticker on it, but it was, uh, I think it was, I think it's 125. Okay. So 125 sticker on it. And I think it was a good, I thought it was a good buy around a hundred based on recent comps. So I say, I'll give you two twenty five for both. I think is what I said. And the guy came back and was like, okay, that sounds good. And then literally like three full seconds later, he go, he goes, actually, I'll give you the Pedri for your 125, but I'll give you the Fati for 65. And so I said, <laughs> bet, <laughs> sign me up for that. And then I just looked at Kendall and I was like, wait a minute. I just offered this dude a hundred dollars for this Fati <laughs> card. He came back and countered at $65. So best negotiation I've ever had in my life. It was so weird. Like I was standing a little bit for like off the table. Like I was like two to three people deep watching Paul make this transaction. And then there was other people like at the table itself. Like if you've ever been to a card show, like this kind of etiquette, like if you're not looking at the cards, like step back, you know? And um, so I'm like behind, I can kind of tell what's going on. I can hear them, but I thought I misheard it at the time. I was like, no way did that guy just say like, you know what? I'll just take half of what I have it labeled for, even though we already agreed on you taking $20 off. And then I was like, did that one happen? And he was like, yeah, that's crazy. And literally the only thing that I can think makes sense is that that card actually comped for that. Cause he was saying something about, he bought it earlier today or something. Anyway, maybe. Yeah. Um, and he was like, he got it in another like trade deal that he had done with somebody else earlier in the day. So it wasn't his price that was on there. But, um, oh, yeah, but I, I think he was the only thing that makes sense is if that card actually does comp around $65 and he just was trying to like speed up the process of you eventually finding out that the card was only worth $65 and then just gave you for what it's going to be comped at. That's the only thing I can think of. But then even again, like we just were laughing so hard, I forgot to even go look. So I don't know. It was a freaking yeah. funny thing, dude. That was a. It funny was funny. Thing. I I like to think you're right 
for his sake because and 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 that's just a quality thing to do so uh, and there you know there for as much as i kind of talked on wednesday and thursday about things being overpriced there was just as much you know quality um going on with people willing to make deals and be fair and stuff so maybe that's what he was doing but yeah it was pretty funny jamie hauser says w of the week is catching you guys live today yeah buddy we love it um all right so so uh kendall you got a w of the week for us i do i do want to kind of address this uh toa comment that is that is in here that him and rpo are talking about about somebody potentially going missing at the at the sports car convention. I could totally see that as a possibility because like I don't know the situation, I don't know the tweet, but given the city and given the situation, the amount of money that went through, I'm surprised it would be only one person like that ended up having a rough week, you know? Like it it would make sense to me that somebody went over to the went over to the casino, had too much beers to drink, and ends up somewhere where he's not supposed to be, you know, like Maybe it's not so much like, um, you know, like scary related. Maybe it's just like, hey, it was kind of like a night in Vegas type thing, you know, and uh, that well, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Yeah, maybe maybe he's on the ceiling of of, or uh, the roof of one of the hotels or something. But yeah, um, I I really do could see how that could have happened. It would make sense um, to me in my head. So, yeah. Southern soccer idiot back to my W of the week says give the dealer (laughs) information uh yeah less than 50 percent. i don't know yeah. southern soccer idiot what do you so it's an obsidian 2021 i mean it's like fati's third year but it's a nice it's an rpa condi- i guess it's a, a his obsidian well, well it's not an rpa it's not an it's RPA. rpa it's a it's a nice patch auto fati i think has a cool signature it's also numbered to 75 which i didn't mention so ssi let us know what you think of that move i i was pretty pumped about it and i like the pedri auto too so um anyway all right kendall what's your uh w of the week man man my w of the week was spending time with you guys as well um i don't get to see arm and colby very often even though we talk a lot like you know those are guys i work with at just baseball um actually that was actually the first time i met colby in person um so that was cool um but just the W of the week is being at the national, even though I dogged Atlantic city, I would still do it again for the connections and the, and the stuff that the networking and all that stuff. That's, that's a big part of the event. And I was telling Paul, like, I think it was really, it's really significant to go because like, sure. Yeah. Like there's cards there. That's, that's, that's the secondary thing for me. The people that are there is what's really important to me. Like my, you know, Krim is there. Jimmy's there. Uh, me and you met for the first time and had a blast and hung out pretty much the whole second day and then got to ride a train. And then the third day. Yeah. Yeah, The last day too. That was awesome. And then traveled together, which was honestly just such a relief for me. Like, Oh, I would have been a wreck, Paul, honestly. Like I just would have been like, I don't know where I'm going or, you know, (laughs) I don't know if I would have gotten my plane on time, which somehow I did. But anyway, um, uh, so that was all great. But the, the card part, there was tons of booths that were just like speculatory, like cool to look at type thing. Like there was a tons of vintage stuff that was just super cool. You know, we saw the Mickey Mantle that got auctioned or one of them that's very similar to that, that, um, you know, like I saw a PSA 10 Mickey 52, like that's ridiculous to even yeah, say, that's, that's crazy. you know, like, 
um and, and all that stuff is really cool got to see beckett's new like thing branding that was really nice um you know we saw just a, some celebrities and all sorts of stuff but like some of the booths it's funny because like the national is set up very weird from a booth standpoint like it would help me if they were to like differentiate more like okay these are local card shops Oh, these, that would be amazing. Like these are breakers. Not, like breaker. Well, they had like the breakers they thing, the, but then yeah. there was like people in there that were operating like a local card shop because the breakers like set up a booth, which is fine. But like, I don't know. I wanted more like, okay, this is where you go to watch breaks and see cool stuff being ripped. This is where you go if you're trying to make connections with the big companies like Tops, Beckett, Panini, all that stuff. And there was kind of that section too, but like I need more delineation in my head. And then there's like the local card shop place, but then um, like then in that space, there's like dudes that are just like have a collection that are just there, you know, like, like the yeah. guy that I bought a Gunnar Henderson auto from, which is a big win for me. Um, he was like literally just a guy with a bunch of cards that had a table, you know? And so like, was not a shop, not even like didn't have a, uh, didn't have a mm. PayPal address, you know, like he's just like there. Um, and I, it's and weird then, that he got a table, but yeah, you're right. Like, I yeah, he I ended up being a friend of the guy who had the table. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, anyway, that so, was really good. You're, you're on to something though. And sorry to cut you off. I just think if they were to, here's how I would improve it. I'll, I'll be brief. The main stage, no one's listening to that. No one cares about it. They could take, the guys that are breaking make them not break online at their booth because no one. So you're walking by people that are breaking online from their booth, which, which I don't to know me, how they did that to be honest. Cause the wifi was horrible. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't even think of that, but that doesn't even really make any sense to me because you're not, to, the, you're, you're not interacting with anyone when you're staring at your cards and breaking and talking to people online. Like, not that there's anything wrong with doing that. I get that that's their business. It just doesn't make sense to do it in the middle of a card show. But if they were breaking, if we could all hear them and they were on the main stage and they rotated those people through the main stage and filmed and showed the break on a big screen and we heard their audio, that would be sick because then I think it's like interactive with the audience. Like, why isn't there like a live break on the main stage that everybody can see? And then you rotate those people through. And then what you do is, what I think would even be better is like what you're saying, organize the booths some somehow by what strength of card you have. And I realize that that might not be possible till closer to the show because people don't really know what their inventory is. But generally, you know, because you'd walk by a booth, a dealer booth, and you'd see all vintage baseball. Well, take all of your vintage baseball and put them all in one general area. Take all of your you know, modern basketball and put them all in one area. I realize it's easier said than done, but I think they could do a better job of it. And it would, it would improve the experience for people like me for sure. Because, yeah, I, was, because I was walking around the whole time looking for dang soccer cards and I did not see like hardly any. And I was just like, where the heck are these things? You know, like I yeah. know they're here, which we ended up finding them and, and it had been all right, but 
Yeah, for sure. So Ziggy, uh, what's up, Ziggy? Thanks for for watching and and being part of the live chat. I think he's got a couple good things to share here. So he says his and Ziggy, sorry we missed each other. I know I got your I got your DM. So we'll definitely link up sometime after I move back. We'll get a card show that we're both going to be at together, maybe even before the national, and we'll link up. But anyway. Ziggy brings a good perspective here. He says uh, Tops Upper Deck and Panini booths have great promo packs and giveaways. I'm going to need to maybe pay a little bit more attention to that next year. I kind of bypassed that, so that's good. Yeah, and then too. he's commenting on the main stage. Uh, a Go GTS commercial. Not excited about the content, but it's been worse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just the main think the stage was less annoying this year than it was last year. Okay. Because the main stage audio last year was horrible. And they were in a giant concrete room. And so it was just like the reverb was out of this world, you know? And like when they did break something, all these sirens went off and everything. And it was just like, what the heck is going on? You know? So, so that um, was last year in, in uh, Rosemont. Yeah. It was like a little bit of what you said, like where they had like a stage for people to like break from, but like the audio and the visual and all that kind of stuff was done pretty poorly. And so it was just annoying rather than cool, you know? And so like, anyway, but. So Ziggy says that there were some breaks on the main stage. So that's good. See, I probably wasn't paying attention no to the main. What they were ripping. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Sad. Yeah. They didn't know what they were ripping because of, you know, 86 Fleer. Yeah. Anyway. Um, thanks everybody for the comments. Uh, Steve yeah, Cummings. Thanks comments, for the comments. Right. We love, he says, um, Asking for hockey, hardly anything. A little disappointing. Um, I will yeah, I say don't I know. saw two full hockey booths, and I saw zero full soccer booths. So I was going to say, Steve, like, you know, I think we might suffer from the just – I definitely have commented on things that I just missed, and people have said, well, you missed that. Like, fair enough. I saw a lot of hockey, so I fear that maybe you just missed hockey. But then again, you know, it depends on what kind of hockey you're looking for. You know, I don't know hockey as well as I know like six other sports. So hockey's like one of my weakest. So I think that uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there wasn't hockey and I just saw hockey cards that were crap. I don't know. But yeah, Kendall, I remember seeing hockey with Kendall and Kendall actually looking looking at some hockey. So maybe, uh, I don't know, but that's good. Like, um, would love to see more hockey. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So uh, got Kendall's W of the week. So let's go to the buy of the week. Buy of the week, the right cards to buy right now and why. And we're giving credit as a sponsor to Market Movers app by Sports Card Investor, not because they pay us for it, but because we really like the tool and we encourage all of you to use the Market Movers app tool. And you can get your... Uh, first month for only $1. There's a new um, new and improved UI and everything. And uh, we're going to get into my my buy of the week here in a second. But I do want to say hello to Texas Roadshow Shop. Yo! Uh, <laughs> what up? This is Chase or Cody or both of you. Probably, Probably Chase. Chase. What's, what's up, guys? What's up, Chase? How you doing, man? We're going to have you obviously back on the show. And... Uh, you know, get you in here for another full episode. Maybe your girlfriend's arm will be part of the episode. Maybe not. Um, but my W of the week, uh, two basketball cards, because it is basketball card buying season. And I'm going to add my screen to the stream here. I will have my double monitor back next week. So you won't have to see uh, a little awkwardness there for you a second. Dirty but, dog. but here we go. 
That was my pick. One of my buys of the week is this Damian Lillard. Ah. Damian, yes. See, we don't plan for this. So I just sniped Kendall's buy of the week because I let him go first last week. So I went first today (laughs) and I get Damian Lillard. Um, This is just a base hoops 2012 BGS 95. I saw this. um, Kendall and I are both using market movers for this segment. We're supposed to pick out our best deals and talk about them on the show. And this one struck me as like basketball card buying season. Everyone's kind of forgot about Dame. 60 bucks, 20 bucks cheaper than it was in the last sale. No offers, but it could just be like a nice sneaky pickup. So that was, I'm probably really going to piss Kendall off on this one because I actually have another one too that hit me as I was Please don't pull my second person because I had two. Was it basketball? No. Okay, good. Then you know, I'm not going to snipe your second one also. Um, so as you can see on my screen here, for those of you that are watching on YouTube or in the Facebook group, uh, I'm using this buys tab of Market Movers app. And it's just really cool because it sorts for you what the best savings are on current buy it now listings versus the last time that the card sold. So you got to double check a little bit as you do with all data tools, but in general, it's pretty quick to find deals here. So Darius Garland 2019 Optic Base PSA 10. This was a card. This is actually a card that I've talked about a lot since I since I launched uh, NoOffSeason.com and the Sports Card Investment Report. Um, it's not like a desirable card, but Darius Garland to me is a desirable player, and it is time to buy him. Uh, this is $35, and it's actually down by about uh, $11.5 from its last sale. So this could be a great time to buy this card. And if you wanted to, you know, if you're if you're going for some budget budget plays, I think this is one that could be, this could easily be double at several points during the NBA season. So pretty simple, nothing nothing complicated. Two kind of budget bids, I think, on the safe side. I'll let Kendall talk about Dame because that was one of his. And then Kendall, you can give us the rest of your, uh, your other buys here. Yeah. So uh, we, we talked about Dame a couple of weeks ago um, being as a potential candidate for a price bump because he has very high accolades and, and skill level for, and it's been on a horrific team over the last couple of years. So um, Dame, there's quite a lot of speculation that they're going to add somebody um, like either before the season starts, which would be pretty impressive at this point or uh, before the trade deadline, Dame's going to get some help. And this Portland team is going to be better than it is currently. Um, And and I would even argue that it is better than it has performed over the last six to eight months. Um, Just already, you know, and, um, Dame is a guy who's going to be healthy coming off the off season. He played with that stomach issue. Uh, the abdomen issue last year still played very well. Um, guy who commonly gets 30 to 40 points a game. He's going to be in the news all the time, but the thing he's lacking is he doesn't have those accolades. And I think those are projectable moments we can build towards. And so if you look at guys at his skill level, like a star level or whatever you would call it, I think he's a guy that's really undervalued for what he is. Um, now, there's two ways this could happen. You know, later on in his career, he doesn't end up in Portland 
and you know he's somewhere else and gets a championship somewhere else or something you know like maybe you get residual build a couple of months down the road but i do think that like if um so i do some sports betting not a whole lot but i do some um within reason and 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 if this would be something like the portland's over under would be something i would check in on because i think portland is going to do better than people assume they are going to do this year and i think dame is going to feel the result of that so that's i actually was um looking at this on the train when we were chatting i was looking at dame's value so it's actually been on my list for a couple of days but another card that i like that's on the deals list so normally what I do is I, instead of just going to deals, I go to deals in my specific sports I'm interested in because there's tons of guys that are on football and basketball. And I'm just like, ah, you know, like, although I know a lot about that, that market and I know a lot about those players and the teams and all kinds of stuff. I mean, the Deshaun Watson stuff today is huge for our card industry for whatever it means for Jacoby Brissett versus Deshaun Watson's market. And what it means for Amari Cooper. I mean, that stuff is really big. I'm just not personally invested enough to buy into football cards. I've got to help my brain and function my money somewhere. So um, I ended up going for soccer and I was scrolling through the list and like five or six down the row is a card that I saw at the national that I thought was really undervalued at the national. Um, And I didn't end up buying it, but I saw it while I was there. So, as you know, we talked a lot about Rose Lavelle at the at the National. I picked up two Rose Lavelle cards that I thought were really great. I actually, one of them, one of them could have been considered my win of the week or whatever because I bought it for $80 and then the last sold was $280 on, on eBay. So, the guy like literally had no idea what he had. He just sold it for what he thought. He he looked really dumb. Uh, I don't think personally. he knew who she was. Yeah, I don't. Th- he was like, oh, I have that girl named Rose, you know, like uh, so she, she I got a PSA nine for 80 bucks and it's worth 280. Uh, it's an obsidian out of 75. Super cool. And I think she's going to be the person that takes the reins of this U.S. men's or U.S. women's national team uh, very soon. Anyway, um, I, this there's a Mia Ham card here. So let me let me uh, share my screen. All right. And while you're doing that, I just want to give a shout out. So Jamie Hauser and Del Duncan have some great questions and uh, we are going, I've starred them in my chat. So we are definitely going to answer your guys questions uh, at the end of the show. So stick around with us and we'll get to them. Thanks for that. And uh, here's Kendall's screen. So I'll let yeah. you get back so to I, it. I, I'm just, you know, so what I do is I end up going up here and I type in soccer. Uh, Makoko, I think, is a great buyer right now. It's obviously some of these guys are great, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't buy Van Persie per, like right now because he's not going to be playing in the World Cup. But this Mia Ham card struck me. It's a 20%-ish down. Um, and Mia is never going to go anywhere. She's always going to be like a symbol of American soccer that's that's going to keep on rising. This is a unique card, Sports Illustrated for Kids section. Um, I actually have a Mia Ham Sports Illustrated for Kids right here in my that's binder. That's awesome. I love um, that. From when I, was in, from when I was a kid, I had Sports Illustrated for Kids, and I kept it. Now, I actually just turned in my Tom Brady rookie Sports Illustrated for Kids card. It just went to PSA. Uh, last week so uh, yes, i actually have a awesome. really cool landon donovan one as well where he has the bleached hair it's kind of funny looking but anyway um i love that card i think mia is going to be a staple i think that the united states women's national team is gaining a ton of a ton of silent popularity 
in the hobby. When I saw almost as many soccer cards that I did women's soccer cards, like the, every booth that a soccer card had something to do with like an Alex Morgan or a Rapino or a Mia Hamm or Rose Lavelle. Like they were all very like present at the national. If you saw, if you were to find a section of cards that were uh, soccer, which that was actually the hard part. But the, the unique part was I commonly saw girls soccer cards or women's soccer cards moving a lot at the national mm -hmm. which um and, and the second day when i was asking for it people were like oh i had a ton of that but it was sniped yesterday uh because really? when, that's uh, interesting when, like on thursday i asked every single soccer booth i went to hey do you have women's soccer and they said ah you know we did we had a bunch of it but wednesday's uh wednesday got like i don't know who was coming through on wednesday they bought everything you know so wow um that was unique. I ended up getting some steals. Like I got some, I got my, some two Rose Lavelle cards that I really liked. Um, I live near Cincinnati, so she's like a mainstay here. So um, but anyway, this Mia ham card, I think could be a cool buy and just Mia in general, if her market is down, I think it's kind of like one of those uh, goats that we can invest in. It's not to the same level of goat, but it is, I think so. Love the Mia ham call. Good work on that one. And, uh, that's a great buy of the week. Steve Cummings says he saw Miss Sports Cards at the National, and she pretty much specializes in soccer, so that's cool. There um, we go. Maybe she's the one who went in and bought up everything that that day, and then tried I to think flip honestly, it. honestly, it's really cool that those yeah. cards are moving. I think that's big for not only the sport of soccer, but I think that's big for a lot of things that we're trying to work towards as a as a culture. You know, if like for sure. Like those cards literally aren't just sitting there, you know, like, like I know two to three people that do buy NWSL packs off like Trinity Rodman stuff. I didn't see that anywhere because it was moving already. You yeah, know, Trinity so. Rodman stuff is expensive as hell. Like I yeah. looked into her several months ago or at least at least a couple months ago. And uh, I was intrigued by her dennis rodman's daughter and she, her autos are pretty cool, but they're super expensive. And she I got mean, quite a contract. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. It'll be fun to follow her. So Southern Soccer Idiot says he has a Mia Ham Upper Deck Rookie SGC 9.5. That's pretty sweet. Kendall, if you're interested in that, maybe you guys can strike a deal. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I am uh, interested in that. So, <laughs> yes, I am interested. Nice. Well, you guys keep us updated on what you end up working out there. Um, all right. I don't it's know time how to for get a hold of him. It doesn't do social media. All he has that's is YouTube. That's true. You guys are just going to have to get, each get a hold of each other through YouTube comments, which... <laughs> I'm not putting my <laughs> go, here's an go offer ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> who to sell who to sell now so who to sell now um I gotta be real with you guys and let, let's just let's get everything uh let's get everything uh I guess politically correct out of the way first um rest in peace to Bill Russell super sad that he passed away he's obviously yeah, an amazing uh person He's an amazing, one of the best players of all time and uh, definitely uh, sad for his family and everyone that, that knows him and everyone that is a, a fan of his. I know that the day that Magic Johnson uh, announced that he had HIV, I, it was a pretty sad day for me. I was in like fifth or sixth grade and thought he was going to die and that was super sad. So, so to all the Bill Russell fans, uh, definitely my condolences to the family and everything, but let's also be real here. Uh, this, the death of a player, especially the death of a legend does spike their card value. Kendall and I talked about 
we were just strolling through the national the other day and Kendall just is so smart when it comes to this stuff. He's like, if you just think about increased search volume on eBay for any reason automatically will spike the value because it's more views, more views. How do you get more bids on your items views? And so what drives views anything in the news media? So we were talking about like other examples that have nothing to do with Bill Russell but Bill Russell's passing away, while it's super sad, it's actually great for his card value. And so I believe right now is a time, he is my sell, because you're not going to see many other hype cycles about Bill Russell. You're just not. Um, and you weren't going to. I, I mean, I would have said this two months ago about a guy like Bill Russell. Um, in that, like, wh what is it going to be that, drives his card value up it's going to be when he passes away unfortunately and so i and, and so you know I, I i won't bring up my screen but i did i did search bill russell cards on ebay sold listings earlier this morning when i was prepping for the show and it, there's pages and pages and pages of sales from yesterday when he passed away so yeah. i'm not just making this up um so you know rest in peace bill russell all of my condolences really really mean that but i mean he is my sell of the week for sure Man, yeah. When I when I broke that news, I was just gutted for that. Like Bill Russell's like one of those guys that's just always been a guy in the in the sports world that you look up to. You know, like especially with all he did with in reference to civil rights, especially you know marching with King. And like no athletes were doing that at the time. I know that's what ESPN's like framing as the narrative right now. Like, okay, I get that, but like someone who has studied. Uh, racial reconciliation in grad school and, and and taking some courses like that. Bill was somebody we talked about in some of those classes, you know, very few athletes like made the merge, you know, like you can look at Muhammad Ali was really influential and, but Bill Russell was like one of those guys. And I think that was really important. Obviously neither one of us come from um, African-American descent. Uh, you know, neither one of us know what it's like to be a black American, but at the same time, like I have deep rooted uh, passion to, to help that cause. And I think Bill Russell was such a moniker for those kind of things. I just, it's, I'm gutted that he's, that he's, uh, that he's moved on to the afterlife. Um, but at the same time, like you're right. I, it's, it's not weird to talk. It, I mean, it's not, fun to talk about but it's completely correct at the same time that this is maybe the last moniker that he shoots for you know and and um i think it's a good like if you step back from the from the bill thing and we think about all these goats we're investing in you invest in goats so their market is consistent like that's the point um especially in guys after they've passed on but at the same time like i, I think the yeah. two are mutually ex well first of all very well said everything you just said very well said i i totally agree with all of it and i feel the same way you do about everything um i think that they're mutually exclusive meaning you can mourn for someone's passing but you but you, i don't think that you should necessarily feel bad about selling his cards because you know maybe you bought him and it's a pc thing and then you're not going to sell his cards but if you if you're buying goats like this as an investment and they're getting up there in age 
I, I don't, I think that you can feel bad as a human being for their passing and, and genuinely mourn for them. But I think that you can also make a profit off of their sports cards and not feel bad about it. You know, like, I don't think you need to, I think you can, you can give yourself permission to, to sell a Bill Russell card now because you can buy another Bill Russell. You're going to be able to buy the same card for probably 75% of the price, maybe even half the price in a few years. Um, maybe not, but because you know, Bill Russell's market is going to be one of those guys that he's going to, going to be solid, but certainly you're going to, you know, it gives you an opportunity to make a decision to get, get some cash if you need it. Um, or, you know, playing the market. I don't think you should feel bad about that. This, this is, I think part of the game. I mean, I would be lying if I said that, you know, my Barry Sanders cards, my magic Johnson cards, my Michael Jordan cards that I'm holding, I would be lying if I said to you that I wouldn't consider selling them when they all pass away. Now, I hope that that's a very, very long time from now, but I just think that, um, you know, that's, I, I've said what I need to say. I think we're all, we're, it's, hopefully it's all well, uh, everyone's taking it as well intended. So that's my, that's my sell. Here's of the a week. question that, that is, is I'm asking it specifically for, the context of what we do as investors. I'm not trying to make light of things or whatever. Yeah. But, and you don't have to go very long on this. You could just simply say like a small one sentence answer. Does the way somebody dies impact this? I think so. I mean, not only that, but I think I'll just take it a little bit more 50,000 foot view than that. Cause I know what you're saying. I think what we end up finding out about that person in general impacts their value and how they die can certainly play a role in that because I'm just saying right or wrong perception is reality. So mm -hmm. I do, you are going to have, I mean, the reality is like, and thanks Toa for, for chiming in on this. Um, you know, I think that it's hard to kind of give examples on this, but like, Demarius Thomas passed away. That's super sad. Um, I mean, the, but the reality is that that like probably drove some of his card sales. Um, they didn't announce how he died right away. You know, I think they announced later, but you're going to have people that are going to pass away from circumstances that aren't as graceful as other circumstances. And I think that that um, will absolutely, every detail of everything I think affects everything. It's probably the, the best way that I can put it. That's I'll a good way of putting it. Yeah. Like I think about the difference between Bill Russell and Tyler Skaggs. I don't know if you remember that, but Tyler Skaggs, you know, um, it came out later that he ended up ODing in a hotel room, you know, and like that's a little bit different. Plus he was an active player, you know, it wasn't like he was a goat already, you know? And so uh, I do think the details of situations matter. And if we are to be what we are as investors, we've got to dive into those details. Yeah, like and I think I always, we can just leave it at that. Totally, totally, totally. And I always use the, uh, I always use, a, if for those of you that have listened to the show before, I always say, well, as long as he doesn't pull a Bill Cosby, he should be fine. And like I say that very lighthearted, and I don't mean it to be offensive, and it's certainly not a lighthearted matter by any means. But what I mean by that is that like every detail of everyone's life matters when it comes to. We're, we're basically buying stock in these human beings. So we have to, we have to kind of think of it that way. Um, so Kendall, you have a, you have a sell of the week. Who's your, uh, who, who are you selling? 
or who do you recommend that people sell? It could be either one. Um, I would recommend you get into this. You get into this um, preseason hype, and maybe not right now. Um, but my sell of the week is games are going to. I think they start this weekend. Um, and preseason games are going to start this weekend, and I think you can kind of prepare your bags for what's mm-hmm. about to happen. I think. Um, additionally speaking the trade deadline is happening over the next two days in major league baseball. Mm. For instance, I have uh, like, because of everything else that I do in my life, I have uh, MLB TV on my other screen here. Um, that is going nuts because like a couple of trades have happened today, but not a whole lot of people that are worth buying and selling in the trade market have moved yet. For instance, what I'm saying is there's a lot of pitchers that have moved so far. Um, Castillo had moved and, and, and some other movers, but um, so I don't have one particular player, but I'm saying in the grand scheme of things, you're having an opportunity between now and the next time we have this podcast for, there will be some trade deadline pieces that move and please hear me get out now because in the way that baseball works you there is much more of a uh, of a spike in the midseason in baseball than there is at the end and yeah. like even the players that make it to the end they're more spiked at the middle of the year because people are always operating in the perception that the end of the year will be where everything is the highest yeah For, that's great advice baseball doesn't happen like that the trade deadline and the all-star break are where cards most of the time are at their peak. And so for instance, last week I told you get out on Soto. I thought that was a great opportunity. I still think that's a great opportunity, but this week could be guys like um, for instance, David Peralta just got moved from the D backs to the Rays. That guy, if you have David Peralta cards, Get them online, please, because you're literally never going to get another opportunity to sell a David Peralta card. So that kind of stuff. Um, anyway, that's my answer. Yeah, I love that advice. And I learned that last year about baseball because last year was kind of the first hype cycle that I had gone through with baseball. And I did notice that nothing really happened at all after the All-Star break. I mean, very little. Maybe there was a trade deadline thing, but nothing in the playoffs. Might have been because who the teams were, but also like, just nothing really happened in the playoffs. So that's interesting. I'm glad you said that. Um, all right, oh, cool. I, a small you side point to that. Just a small side point. Um, MLB Chrome typically comes out. It's like a new set, the new Bowman Chrome or whatever. The Chrome like mega boxes usually come out during the playoffs. And so the cards that end up moving during the playoffs are those new cards rather than whatever's going on in the season. So I think that also plays into the, the, like the MLB like calendar selling time. Uh, Okay. Now, do those have Bowman Chrome in them as well? So there's, so you get Bowman Chrome in 2022 Bowman in that year, yearly release, but you get, you also get different, Chrome. So you mentioned in a baseball card strategy show about Jack Leiter's cards not having come out yet. Would this be the set that you just mentioned? Would that be potential for Jack Leiter's Bowman Chrome or Al Jack? Yeah, Jack. Jack Leiter's Bowman Chrome first. Yes, that could be a situation. 
Although I know too much about that situation and know that he's not going to be in that uh, set, but it could like that before last week. So Aram and Jack are close. Um, and I nice. asked, I asked him, I said, Aram, when are Jack's cards coming out? I need, I'm like, I need some, you know, like, what's the deal? I'm waiting here. And he was like, yeah, man, there's just like some other stuff going on. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to like potentially get Aram. I don't want to do anything like that. But what I will say is like, I have this sneaky feeling, sneaky feeling that Tops is going to do a Chet type thing with him and Kumar Rocker now. They were both Vandy <laughs> teammates. They're both Rangers. They're both pitchers. I don't know if they're going to do that, but I could see it potentially where they release a special Kumar and Jack mega thing. Let me tell you why I would love that. Let me just tell you why. Because I'd have to eat my words? Yeah, for sure. I've already eaten them on Chet, okay? Okay, but no, the real reason is because it it could be the first time that I've ever seen pitchers be desirable investments. I I know. And that would be cool, I think, to get pitchers involved in this, you know? That's the main reason I don't think it'll happen. One because okay. Texas is like a Texas used to be a a uh, a small franchise, as you can tell behind me. That's my favorite team, yep. but they've th- now they're not. They're absolutely not right now. They spent a bill half a billion dollars last off season on two players. That's not a small market team. Chris Young is coming and doing some crazy crazy stuff, and I love it. I'm all in. Um, but I think they're becoming a big market team. And weirdly enough, like I could see them being the big market in, I mean, I know they already are the big market in Texas, which is weird because Houston is better. Houston has been better recently and, and historically they've been better at baseball. Um, But if you look across the landscape of Texas, there are more Rangers fans than there are Houston fans, geographically speaking. And so, which is weird. And so um, I don't know uh right there with you Kendall. i've been waiting and waiting for those lighter cards absolutely like so why don't you think it'll happen like what what was what's the reason why you don't think something will happen i was losing you on that a little bit like i said my point was could this drive interest in pitchers as investments and then you said something about you don't think you don't think that Pitchers will be investable, or you don't think that they will oh. do a Chet type set? My my main reason why I don't think they'll do a lighter Kumar set on its own mm-hmm. is that I don't think it would sell well. Um, I think I would buy it, but I don't know if anybody else would buy it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they do both have famous dads. They're both on the same team. They both have Vanderbilt, you know, in their past. All this stuff. Um, that's really important. I'll give you that, but I'm not sure if it sells outside of Texas environment. Gotcha. Okay. You know? That makes and sense. So, and it's, and pitchers always have a lower. So if it does come out, it might just be like maybe a tops now series or something like that. And then they also have Bowman cards, but I am curious to see when do Jack's cards come out? Like that's a big deal for me. And I think it's weird that they've held out this long. I don't know why they've held out. Like, I don't know any details by that. <laughs> like, whether if it's Bowman or whether it's Jack or whether it's his agency or whether there's somewhere 
a mix of all three, or maybe they're trying to do a, a an Al and Jack like combo thing. I don't know what's going on. So, um, but as a Rangers fan, I would love to know. So Jack, if you're listening, cause I know you are, please just drop me a line. Yeah. Jack Kumar. Uh, both of you guys, welcome on the show. Regardless of what happens, I believe my son Max will make me get Vanderbilt baseball season tickets next year when we move back to uh, the Nashville Dude. area. So that would be pretty sweet. I was at a Nashville Sounds game last night. Pretty, pretty. It's like I, we do that a lot. It's a great place to be. Anyway, if, you, if you're getting if you're getting Vandy season tickets, I'm coming. Like it, it just is happening. I think so, we're doing it. I think we're right. doing it. You're so you're coming. So let's do it. I, I we'll would do come. A, We'll do I'll a come more than once strategy show outside the park. I would or- come more for more than once for some Vandy tickets. Awesome. Awesome. All right. It's time for Would You Rather. So not that Gary V's my hero, but uh, would you rather get your grail card at the national or meet your hero at the national? So I did meet Gary V at the national, but I already, I already met him a few times and he's a good dude. And at one point in my life, I was, I, I went from sort of Gary V fan to get to like more of Gary V seeing myself as more of a peer, even though I'm not anywhere near the success level monetarily that he's had to now just kind of like, Oh, it's cool to see Gary V at the card show, you know, like that's, but, He's someone that's important to me for a lot of reasons, a lot of motivational reasons. Um, someone that I look up to. And so it just got me thinking, grail card, and you saw a picture of me holding up my grail card that I did not buy at the National. Um, so, Kendall, would you rather... I don't even know who your hero is. It could be a non Would not person. or could not? You would not buy it at the National or you could not buy it at the National? Or you should not buy it at the National? Well... If you could do either without, oh, I'm just messing with you. You said like, yeah, it was my, it was a card, it was my Grail card that I, uh, that I would I not buy at the national, and I was like, oh, I thought I said I did not buy at the national. That's what I meant. I meant to say I did not buy my Grail card at the national. Um, Irvin, for those of you wondering what I'm talking about, my Grail card is a 1980 Topps Magic Larry Bird rookie with Dr. J in the middle, but signed by all three of them. Um, and there was a Beckett authenticated one. Kendall, did they want four grand for that? I want to say it was four grand or higher for which one for the, what did they want for the, for the Beckett witnessed, uh, witnessed auto of the 1980 tops, the one I'm holding in the picture. It was 30 grand. It was 30 grand. Jeez. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I definitely would. I would not buy that because, uh, I'm trying to buy a house right now and a car when we move back. Um, but, uh, the question is for you. Would you, I would have been like, "Mm, I probably should get that. that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather, but I think, okay, sorry. It on that specific card, um, there are reprints of it. And so the reason why four makes sense is because in that Beckett witnessed slab, it doesn't denote whether or not it's a reprint of the card or if it's the actual car, if it's the actual original card. Mm -hmm. So I would think that a reprint with those three autos witnessed would be around four, but definitely the real card would be 
closer to your 30, I would think. So <laughs> Toa says he'd rather meet his hero and he can always get his grail card later. That's great perspective, Toa. No worries, like Toa. That. We can set that up, me and you, bud. <laughs> there it is. Well played. Kendall, you can Toa, you can meet your hero. He's right, he's right here on the show. He wants to meet you. So that's Kendall. All right, Kendall. What what's your like? I don't even know who your hero is. So maybe you elaborate on this a little bit. I think it's a good question because maybe you'd rather have the card. I don't know what the card is. I don't know who your hero is. This is this is uh kind of tough for me. I have like a weird philosophy on this kind of stuff. Um I'm not a fan of momentary happiness. Uh, like, like all those people that are signing autographs at the uh, at the national have no desire to go over there. Like, literally, my favorite athlete of all time, Pudge Rodriguez, was there at the national last year, and I didn't pay a hundred dollars to see him. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. I, that's just in my head. It's hard for me to I. You know that quotes like never meet your heroes. Um, yeah, I think I yeah. think it was from like I think they said it in Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that. Uh, I think it's like from one of the Marvel movies that like never meet your heroes, kid. Blah blah totally. blah. Totally. Yeah. Um, my heroes in my head are sports figures, and they're almost not real. I know that's, I, I know that's not a great way of looking at it. You know, like I. I, I do want to pull down and say, yes, they're they're human beings and we need to treat them as such. And and I'm fully there with you. But in my head, my heroes need to stay my heroes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd rather have a card, honestly. I think I'd rather have the grail card um, and try to do some cool stuff. Oh, it was Deadpool. Good job, Jamie. Uh, I do remember that in the Deadpool movie. Um, the... Um, so anyway, I would rather have the the Grail card because that helps me achieve some of the goals that I'm looking for. Yep. Um, meeting my hero doesn't do anything for me, but I think that's a personality thing. Like I I I like I knew Gary V was there, and I didn't go see him. You know, like yeah. Do you like Gary V? Uh. Mm. Not really. I mean, you're either a Gary V person or you're not. So see, no- I I do believe that I like there are people in both of those camps, and I feel like I'm the only person in the world that's like right in the middle. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's I, cool, I yeah. appreciate what he does, but I do find him annoying. You know, like yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, well, I I I started to find him really annoying after like years of listening to his content. But oh, yeah, I don't um, know how he made it that long, honestly. <laughs> So I think he's really, I think he's doing some really cool stuff and I like what he's doing with the NFT stuff, but I would do it totally like in a different way. Um, And I I love what he's doing for small business. Uh, I love what he's doing for entrepreneurs. I love what he's doing for startups. Um, I'm all about it. it. Like, you know, like one of my big things is pouring into people and building other people. And I feel yeah. like Gary really does he have does a that. passion for he, that. Yeah. He really um, is that way. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like it's all a facade, you know, and, um, uh, and, and, and I'm really pumped for him eventually having the jets someday. Like I do think he'll do that. I think it'll happen. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it'll happen. You know, like I, I think it will. And, um, I, I'm going to be excited for that, you know? And, uh, but at the same time, like I'm not following any of his podcasts or anything, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, no, I like, I like your answer. I think, um, I would probably grow, I would probably go grail card for 
situational reasons as well. You know, I think mm -hmm. some of it's situational, like no knowing that the grail card is is uh, more tangible. Um, it's an actual asset. Meeting my hero, I think I'd. Pro I mean, I'd. Magic's definitely my definitely like the guy that I would pick to the person that I would pick to meet. But like between meeting Magic or getting like a thirty thousand dollar Magic rookie auto that also has bird and dr j autos on it like i'd probably pick the card um so yeah um rpo sports card agrees he says uh the moment's kind of fleeting and more than likely underwhelming that's kind of what kendall was saying he'd go grail card and then <laughs> jamie bringing it strong today admiring someone in person is kind of weird <laughs> love jamie today uh good work Jamie's hot. He's on fire. Jamie's on fire. In his hotel room mirror. Yep. All right. So that's our uh, cool. Kendall, do you have a would you rather for me? It's okay if you don't. Um, I did have one, but I didn't write it down, and I can't think of it right now. So we might. Ah, well there it is. Away. All right. Sounds good. Save it for next week. Um, do you have a gauntlet for me? Because it's gauntlet time, baby, and I've got a gauntlet for you. You see the little preview here on the uh, on the slide. Do I have a gauntlet for you? Yeah. No, I was just going to ask you of my purchases at the national, which one you would potentially want to go home with. All right. So let's do that one first. So let me see if I can remember. You had the Gunner Henderson, which was out of 250. So I bought seven cards this weekend. Okay. You walk us through. Um, I bought two Rose Lavelle cards, one uh, regular auto, just a, like a, from a random uh i think it was from like a uh uh what what set is it in it's in the upper deck goodwin champion so not really anything crazy and then i yep. bought a, a rose lavelle nine obsidian rookie card uh rc logo out of 75 i bought a weston mckinney chrome psa 10 shalka rookie um that's pretty sick for 80 bucks I bought a Florian Wirtz Sapphire PSA nine for a hundred bucks. I remember uh, you were pumped about all of those, but definitely yep. Wirtz on the sly. You were pumped about. Yep. Um, I had I got a Josh Young PSA ten um, Bowman first Chrome uh, Atomic Sapphire um, PSA ten for eighty bucks, which was. <laughs> the fact that that car was way too low yeah i got a indy rodriguez out of 299 psa 10 auto in the bundle box for a hundred dollars amazing hundred dollars freaking nuts um later that night the speckle auto itself closed for like almost 95 i think so like <laughs> paid five dollar more for the psa 10 version um and then the Gunner Henderson out of 275 or 250, that was 270. Um, I remember lending you the cash for that one. So yeah, I will never forget did, that you one. You did lend me the cash. So I, I felt like I was, I was coming in strong. Just, I was a good wingman on that one. That was a good wingman. Cause I was like, crap, what do I do? My phone's not um, working. All right, so those are the cards. Before I pick, I do I do agree with – we're going to back up real quick. Jamie Hauser says that the parameters to this uh, would-you-rather should have been 
that you you can't sell the card. I actually agree with that. Uh, but I still pick the card. Anyway, but moving back to Kendall's cards, Southern Soccer Idiot says uh, PSA 10 Weston McKinney buy is pickup of the week. Love that flying kick pose on the card. Is that the one you got? Love from... Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, you were frozen for a second. Okay, Southern Soccer Idiot likes your Weston McKinney pickup. So uh, cool. So you got some love from... We from agree! Southern... Let's <laughs> there go! It the love, the love. Um, I pick Endy because I believe in Endy. Um, you and Aram and and you have sold me on Endy, and uh, I believe you. And I bought some Endy on eBay that night when I got back to my hotel after you got that one. And so Andy's probably going to move up our sports card investment report baseball card rankings here very soon. And so that's the one I'm most intrigued in. I would put Gunner number two, but the Andy PSA 10 Speckle Refractor Auto. Sign me up for that all day. That was awesome. Um, but good work. Gunner's probably the safer bet of the two. You okay. Know, like, um, like yeah, he's like number fire. four overall prospect on the on the yeah. MLB Top 100. Like he's, yeah. Yeah, no, I think Gunner's probably the safer. That's a good point. I mean, for all of you listening, like Gunner's probably the pick baseball wise, but I just like um Andy. I'm just rooting for him. So that's the one I'm gonna take. And he hit five home runs last like in three days last week. So let's go. Let's go. I may or may not have a guy on mine that hit a five hundred and twelve foot bomb. So let's talk about that real quick. That dude's a beast. But anyway, let's I go. won't blow so we'll we'll see him here in a second. So the but the first one up is not that guy. It's it's a guy that we Kendall and I talked about at the show at the National. James Wood, 2022 Bowman Chrome. You can comment on like this is not his first. You can kind of like walk the audience through that. But this is a Mojo Refractor Auto out of 99. Buy it now for 200 bucks. Or an Isaac Pacheco. 2021 Bowman Chrome first refractor out of 499 auto for 125. And so price range here, Kendall, you know, just factor that into your decision. Like there are different prices. There's kind of a different priced gauntlet here. They're all pretty close. But you just maybe talk about player card. Which one do you pick between these two? Pacheco, refractor auto out of 499 first, or James Wood uh out of 99 chrome auto um i well first off i will i will i'll kind of point out the differences here so when um when target so bowman 22 is the first release of the year uh well the first release of a calendar year but in a section year bowman draft would be but it's in the it's in the very last part of whatever year it's in so i know it's a little confusing but uh you can at this point Paul can link my Bowman for Dummies video if you need it. <laughs> um, but it, it, in this specific set, this Mojo set comes out of a uh, of, uh, of a mega box that's coming from Target. So this happens every year. Bowman comes out with what's what are called Mojos, which are like have this little like square little thing behind it, and they're pretty desirable. But the Mojo autos typically are not first autos because the player maybe has a first card already. Um, and, and sometimes they do this thing where like 
like for instance, Jackson Churio doesn't have a Bowman Chrome auto right now, but he's flying up people's like boards to acquire. But like the nicest thing you can acquire from him is like some low print number color. So like Jackson Churio will have a Bowman Chrome auto, but it won't say a first on it, but it will be his first auto. So like there's like some gray areas here. James Wood is not one of those. So this card here uh, is um, not his first auto, even though his first auto came out like four months before this. But James Wood will be liquid enough, I believe. He's high, like he's like high enough desirable that this card will still move. I don't think you'll have any problem buying and selling something at this price point and it going up in the future. I did this for for Nick Gonzalez. I actually so ended up selling it to Paul, which was kind of cool. Um, so Paul has, I think it's an it was a orange. sick card too. Yeah, I yeah. think it's an orange Nick Auto, which is sick. Um, and then I have some Robert Hassels that are this way as well. And Robert Hassels, another guy who's really desirable. So it's not that I never buy these, but then you go to the Pacheco and the Pacheco one is a refractor auto. So it's still numbered itself. Um, a lot of people won't know who Pacheco is at this point. Definitely a guy that, um, so, you know, I was with arm and Colby last week. They're super duper prospectors. I knew who Pacheco was, um, but arm said like, no, Pacheco's going to be great. Like he's going to be a really good baseball player. So I think it's still in the flyer category for us, but it's definitely something that is undervalued in the hobby. Um, so like that's what that's arm. And I had this discussion of like, okay, when you bring up names, are they like, Hey, you got, you should definitely buy this because he's going to be the next hall of famer or, Oh, you should definitely buy this because it's just undervalued of where he should be. Um, and, and this is one of the undervalues of where he should be cards. So anyway, I'm taking Pacheco. I love that. Yeah. And for those of you listening, it's I Z A A C Isaac and then Pacheco P A C H E C O uh, for your eBay searches. And yeah, he's got, he's got the, he's got all the great cards. Um, basically all, all the cards that you would look for in terms of a Bowman Chrome first auto, this, this one's numbered to four ninety nine, and uh, this seller actually, you know, we all know how eBay works where if you look at a card, then you're kind of eligible to have the seller send you an offer. So I actually got an offer for this one for a hundred dollars. And I texted Kendall yesterday. Is this a good buy? So I know he was, you don't have to tell me on the show, but just this is one that I'm considering buying. So I wanted to get your take on this versus James Wood. So Pacheco wins the first round of this particular gauntlet. And now we're going to go to the guy that I was referring to earlier Ellie de la Cruz, who mm. many of you may have seen this, his home run was like on the front page of ESPN.com's app. Um, and the highlight reel video was there uh, for the Chattanooga lookouts. My son was then like, Hey, we need to go to Chattanooga now and see Ellie. And I was like, okay, buddy, we will like, I would like to, but we've got other things we need to do in our life. Um, unfortunately nothing's but, more uh, important than baseball dad come on I, I know i know it's very hard decision to uh decide you know to pass on a lookouts game and drive the three hours over to chattanooga but this is a this is a out of 199 uh is this a fuchsia lava refractor it's no auto but do they really call it fuchsia on the yeah. checklist okay nice mm. so it's for 140 dollars. you can make an offer but are you going ellie who I know you you're you're in love with or Pacheco who's more of a flyer. And I the reason I like this is because we're lining up 
the auto out of 499 on the player that's a flyer versus maybe what you would consider the more uh, star potential sooner rather than later. But it's just a it's a first, but no auto future future refractor chrome first out of 199. This is always hard for me. I always have a hard time like with, okay, do I take the auto at the same price or do I take a card from a player that's nicer, but it's not autoed. And I think a year and a half ago, I would have chosen this Ellie. No, no problem. Um, for instance, I, I had a uh, second or third year mojo out of five Julio Rodriguez that I bought a couple of years ago. Uh, well, I guess it was like a year ago at this point. Um, but I ended up selling it anyway. Um, I, I'm trying to factor all this in my head. Um, it's a tough one. So Ellie is probably has a super, super, super high ceiling. Um, another quote from Aram from this week is he said, Ellie is who Jason Dominguez was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, this dude, like, I'm excited about this guy. I'm trying to buy what I can of his, and I just got his chrome. It's not the first, but it's like that Mojo Refractor Auto uh, that you talked about a minute ago for James Wood. I think I got that raw for like 163 yesterday in an eBay auction. That'll Um, go up. So I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I think I... I haven't when I enough. hear myself say that against this card, sorry to cut you off, but I just hearing myself say that against this card that we're looking at for Ellie, that might be your answer right there. I don't know. Yeah, I think mm, the ray waves are like really cool or like the lava and ray waves are super cool, but I'm not a big fuchsia fan. I know that sounds really dumb, <laughs> but like, no, I mean, it matters in cards. Everyone's got their preference. Could people might not. You're you are limiting your your buyer pool when you pick a color like that, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's one ninety nine. I'll shut up. I'll Pacheco, let you make your decision. Which is crazy. All right, Isaac. I, I really don't know what like why. I'm just leaning more Pacheco in this in this instance. Okay, cool. Like, well, I think, I think I'm trying to you think can... like maybe the Ellie's pop is going to be really high when it would be a selling high. And people aren't going to be choosing the fuchsia, you know, numbered card to be the one they're buying. Great, great uh, consideration there for the audience, I think. So I like that. All right. So now we got Pacheco against this 2020 Topps Chrome Bundesliga pink refractor, Yusafa Mukoko out of 75. Uh, the price is, uh, it's sold for $350. So you would have had to pay $350 to get this Kendall. So just Pacheco for, for 125 or Mukoko, no auto pink refractor out of 75 rookie for 350. So pay more for Mukoko or stick with Pacheco. For the fact of the example, can I have two Pachecos? Yeah. Talk about, talk about it. I still think I'm picking Makoko, but <laughs> um, so two two Pachecos or one Makoko. I'm picking Makoko because Makoko's already on the national team. He's already at the highest level. He's already going to be um, somebody that I'm going to sell in like two months uh, or three months. Um, 
And so I am looking to crystallize that fast. And Pacheco may may never get there. So, okay. I like I like that. Who, Hundo, what up, Hundo? You're new in terms of, uh, it is a cool logo. You're new in terms of commenting. Hopefully you've been watching. We appreciate it. Even if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. Uh, he has a James Wood prism draft auto. Uh, yeah. Talk about that. Kendall, like, uh, just for people who maybe don't know and, or do already know, um, like prism versus Bowman. Like what do you, I mean, I mean, I think I, I think you're a better person to, to break this down for, for Hundo. Let's take a quick question here before we, uh, before we go to the moves yeah um hundo i don't want to disappoint you but that card is nowhere near as valuable as the james wood um baseball are baseball collectors typically are purists um and they're gonna want the licensed material only and the prism cards are just not licensed um and so although it it was it's a awesome uh card and i know they look really great yeah, so the out of, like I know which one you're talking about. Um, there's a market for it. I will say that like you can sell it, and I don't know what you bought it for, but you will be able to sell it. But um, Prism is not going to move nearly as fast nor at the same level as the Bowman would. Like I, I mean, honestly, Tops doesn't even move as fast as Bowman does. You know, Tops is even licensed, but like yeah. baseball traders just don't. M- Usually it's Bowman or nothing for most baseball people that I've yeah. met, that I've met at least. And I'll just add to that. Like this was a new learning for me over the last year too. Hundo. I mean, you might already know this and you might just be asking about the prism. Um, when you're super familiar with sports cards in general, prism is like one of the top brands. So it can be confusing to, non-baseball only people uh to say well why wouldn't a prism like a big prism card like this be like outdo maybe a not so big bowman version of the same thing like when i mean big i mean like low serial numbered versus high serial numbered bowman and it's just it's because everything kendall just talked about and so you're not going to really be able to get um as much for the prism as you would be for the bowman um so i could see where that would be a little bit confusing and that was kind of a lesson learned for me to not really not really chase the the panini non-licensed baseball stuff like it's it's kind of like a leaf product for every other sport is the best analogy i can give you because it's like yeah there's cheap autos that's the good news the other good news is they will sell like i've sold a lot of leaf and other non-licensed auto stuff, but um, it it's not going to sell for as much. So that's what it is. But great here's, question. We love here's the an question. example. I sold a Mojo auto of Gabriel Moreno, so uh, a catching prospect. I, I it was a Mojo auto, so we just talked about that. So it's the one that's like not the first, but first year um, Gabriel Moreno auto. I sold it for like hundred and seventy five, I think, at the time when he first came up. Or something like that. I don't know exactly, but you'll you'll get the reference, which is why I'm I'm saying this. I bought a uh, or I had a pro debut, which is a licensed product, but is him in his minor league jerseys, so still not the same level. Auto of Gabriel Moreno that I sold for eleven dollars. Yeah. So there's. I mean, it's just like the. It just doesn't really. 
Um, Thompson Bowman over Prism. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's where I would hone in on. I would just hone in on licensed product for baseball. Um, I mean, licensed product for anything is really important. But uh, I mean, I even saw some Pro Set Halan autos this weekend from Pro Set. Uh, they had Messi and Halan autos in there somehow, which I feel like are fake. But um, I saw some this weekend, and they were really super cheap, and they weren't, and they were still in the case, which means nobody had bought them yet. You know, like. Uh, so yeah, I bought a couple boxes of that product to try to, to try to get the messy and Holland. And I didn't know really what was in it. And I shipped one box to myself from my vault, opened it. And it's literally just two encased autos of different soccer players did not hit the messy or the Holland. Um, I think I will be able to resell the autos that I pulled for, I don't know, maybe half the price of the box. So it's still, you can still Could have fun with I got Cafu and a and a rookie auto, a, a Premier League player rookie auto, and I can't remember his name right now, but I will follow up on that. Cool. I will let all of you know for sure. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's go actually to the live chat Q and A now because mm -hmm. um, Hundo did a good job leading us into that. And so we're already into that flow. So let's go to the live chat Q and a now, and then we'll hit the moves as our last segment. And uh, let's go back into earlier in the show. I have starred the comments from several of you, the questions. So let's get back to our guy, Jamie Hauser. Jamie lives in upper Wisconsin and he's been following estuary estuary Ruiz since earlier this year. Uh, now he's a brewer and it's more tempting to buy Kendall. This is all you, man. Dude, you are a lucky, lucky dog. This a coming over in this deal made the brewers look like absolute bandits. Like, I don't know how they got, I mean, I knew they were going to get a good deal if they ever were to move hater, but the fact that they moved hater and got that big of a deal, I was kind of blown away. I was like, I feel like the Padres got fleeced right there, but at the same time, they really needed some back end help. They've, They've needed like if you look at the Padres and you're like, OK, is this a World Series team? You can look at them and say, well, maybe if Tatis is on there, but you can also look at them and say their bullpen is really struggling. They just went out and got the best dang guy that you could ever freaking have ever in the bullpen. They're just like, oh, our our bullpen is struggling. Let me go get the guy that's been like the next best closer since Mariano. You know, like this guy, Josh Hader is filthy you can't touch this guy so it makes sense that they had to give a lot to get hater um because i'm sure the brewers would have been happy just continuing to to roll hater out there i mean the brewers aren't super far away from competing again for the in themselves and, and this guy's going to have a contract till 2023 but Estrui ruiz is a guy that arm texted me um a couple of months back and he goes uh, like it's always funny when you get a text from Aram. It's not, there's not a lot of context. It's just like buy a Struy, you know. Like <laughs> okay, when you get the text, you know, like this is a guy. Um, and so I, I bought some Ruiz earlier this year, and since then I've been watching him. And even he got called up recently. Um, he's going to be a great player. The the Brewers got a very very good haul back. Um, they even got a bull, um, MLB bullpen guy back for him. So it's like they can immediately just replace that guy and strengthen their farm system. Love the deal. Love the ad for the Brewers. Um, even getting some of the other pieces that they got, uh, Lamont and some of the other guys, super, super pumped for the Brewers farm system. Ruiz is an absolute animal. Nice. 
I have nothing to add to that. So let's get to Dell Duncan. He says, what happened with Allen Iverson at the National? Heard some buzz that he dipped early. I don't know, other, but I do know that Kendall and I were, as Aram was opening his uh, yearly box of Bowman baseball, which was 2019, and I will not comment on how he did. Um we met a great father-son combo who are super excited to get autos. So at the national, um, there seem to be like two completely separate crowds of people. Like I think 90% of people are there for the cards and that's about 90% of the show. And then 10% of the show is like these autograph signings by a third party company called TriStar Productions, I think. And so TriStar comes in and uh, they had uh, a bunch of Dallas Cowboys hall of famers plus Allen Iverson on Friday. And, um, heard great feedback on how AI did with, uh, with the crowd and saw a picture of this guy's son with AI. And it was really, really cool. Um, but I don't know like if he dipped earlier or anything like that, but I do think that like, um, from that one anecdotal experience from someone who we randomly ran into that was there for the autographs, it seemed like AI was, uh, was doing a good job, but I don't know. Um, if he dipped early. The other thing that's notable about AI that some of you may already know, and Kendall and I came across this is he apparently wore number six in an all-star game in the tribute to Dr. J. So we saw people um, with some really cool uh, merch for him to sign, including one person who had an, an Iverson number six Jersey, which caught my attention. So um, pretty cool. If you're into autos and you want to go to the national next year, like my advice is, get cool merch for these guys to sign. Like don't show up and pay a hundred dollars and have them sign some random stuff. Not that you would anyway, but I think like thinking like that guy did with the six Jersey, there was kind of some low key buzz about that and items like that, that people were having signed. So just trying to add some value to the answer here, Dell. I'm not sure if he dipped early, but I'm giving you an elab elaborate answer on, on AI and autographs at the national. Yeah, I think uh, I didn't hear anything about AI either other other than good stuff at the national, um, like what you're speaking on. Um, but it, which brings up another point it, that um, when you're at the event, you get all the it's like you get totally two different experiences. If you're at home, for instance, I didn't know anybody went missing. I didn't know, any, you know, like, you know, the, I'm sure backyard breakers did something to piss somebody off. They pissed me off while they were there because they traveled in 500 people at a time. You know, like, it's just like like you're riding the escalator and you're behind all of the backyard breakers. It just the, all of them. But um, it, like you don't hear about that stuff when you're at the event, especially when you have no service. You know, like that's a big deal. We've already talked about that one. But um, uh, I didn't hear anything about AI negatively. Um, heard a lot of positive stuff but at the same time i will point out that this convention is actually named the national sports collectors convention so everybody always assumes the first c stands for uh sports cards convention it's sports collectors convention so um i think way back in its heyday it was probably a whole lot different you probably it wasn't so card dominant for a long time um for instance last year I didn't spend too much time in the vintage booths this year, but last year I saw um, Jackie Robinson's uh, like a, th or maybe it wasn't Jackie, maybe it's Satchel or, you know what? I don't remember the player. The point is I saw a PSA graded check of their first paycheck from a major league team. 
like that's freaking nuts you know like just to see that he actually signed it they it was the check that he had given to the bank and then somebody had like authenticated it at that point so super cool there's a bunch of weird stuff like that at the national uh and, and i think that's why tristar is there with all the autographs i even saw the two actors from the blind side the big guy who is like the 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 show person um and then like the little boy that's like his little brother they were there signing autographs together uh, i saw them i saw the guy that licks the pole on the christmas story was there um so he had like a long line and then like this random character from seinfeld was there and i like turned around i was like why do i recognize that guy and i'm like standing like face to face from him at his table and uh, I look down at his like little thing and it's like he's signing autographs as a Seinfeld character. And I was like, oh, that's that's why. So I do know what Seinfeld is, Paul, since you yeah, asked no, I've been, on the train. I've been ripping on Kendall. He's only 10 years younger than me. I'm only 10. So we don't we don't have that big of an age gap, I don't think. But I poke fun at him because he yeah. started it poking fun at me on the show. You're showing your age, Paul. So I didn't know if he oh, it's definitely heard, something that will come back and forth. He had heard of Seinfeld. Um there is no such thing as a random Seinfeld character, by the way, Kendall. So who was it? Was it Kenny Banya? Was it Mm-mm. Tim Watley? No, that's Brian Cranston. You would have known. Anyway, oh, no, all right, it, let's... it wasn't one of the main characters. It was like one of the. It was a side character. Cool. All right, so here we go. Uh, Jamie again. AJ Dillon is still underpriced in Jamie's opinion. Probably right. I would probably agree with that. Card value could, should explode. Aaron Jones will get hurt. Um, yeah, I like this call, Jamie. I, I, I agree. I think, I think that this is how you make money on football cards. I think that you take calculated risks like this. I don't think you... I'm not saying don't go out and buy Justin Herbert. Don't go out and buy Jalen Hurts. Like There are definitely plays to be made on... on because those guys have so many different cards. So if you check out the sports card investment report at nooffseason.com and you can save 20% by using the promo code nooffseason, we have over 300 player profiles of all the guys that we think will make you money and the ways to make money uh, buying those players, what specific cards to buy, when to buy, when to sell, all of that. So there are a bunch of different ways to make money on football. But I really like what Jamie's saying here with a guy like AJ Dillon because He's a running back. Nobody nobody really buys running backs, which means that the card prices are really cheap. And if you think, if you agree with Jamie that Aaron Dillon, for example, is a guy who's going to get some playing time and have a couple good games, the way to play it is to buy as low as you possibly can, like an A.J. Dillon rookie patch auto or or a brand like Prism Rookie Auto, like Silver Prism Rookie Auto, or some, something really nice and liquid that would be liquid for any player, but it's going to be super cheap for a guy like A.J. Dillon. So basically take the, take the card that you would like to have for Justin Herbert, buy it for A.J. Dillon at a fraction of the price, and then list it for sale, like right before week one and then again right before week two and then again right before week three or just keep it up as a buy it now um and then it'll sell when aj Dillon does explode um and then hopefully the card prices do you know hopefully you do make money off of that you won't always but i know that this is how you can do it and worst case scenario is you get stuck with a really cool looking aj Dillon card and no one cares about aj Dillon. so you just have to be prepared 
for the downside and you 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 need to sell it. Like I don't care how good he plays, like you do need to sell it cuz running backs get hurt all the time. The minute he gets hurt, his card's not worth any money at all. Even if he's coming back the next week, it's still it's just it's that volatile with the position players other than quarterbacks. So, um that's my advice on a guy like AJ Dillon. I think there's potential there, but I just I I would be that would that would be the way that I would play it. It's $65. Is that enough of a risk? that you want to take for an A.J. Dillon. Uh, uh, that's an optic, uh, con, con, a rookie ticket optic auto. Um, so personally, that's not. I'm not going to take a $65 risk on a backup running back. But at the same time, like that's how much, that's how people swing trade. You know, like that. Sometimes you're going to hit like huge. You know, for instance, if if he does get in the game, Aaron Jones gets hurt and he has a hundred yard game that could potentially go for two fifty. You know, like, but at the same time, you might wash sixty five dollars as well. And I would just make sure you really believe in AJ before you do it. Yeah. So Jamie, we we're happy to answer your questions anytime. Uh, this episode about Ruiz and Dylan. So good work there. Um, Dell, happy to answer your questions anytime. And uh, glad you found our answer valuable about Iverson. We've got Jake Blumenthal, who's a first time listener and a first time caller. So thanks for that. We appreciate it, Jake. Uh, Jake has a question. Um, Pulled down a Bowman Hi-Fi Futures Noel V. Marte to wow, 50. Cool. Old sell any idea on price. He's a newbie. Kendall, you want to take that mm. one as well? Let, uh, let me look it up, uh, and I can give you an accurate price, but I will say I would sell it. Um, I would sell it right now, actually. Like I would make a profile on eBay, get it up, and get it up today. He moved in the Castillo trade to... Um, the reds and w- what we've said is you know we always like to potentially get on high markets all this kind of stuff novelli Marte is very good but you have a nice card that's not the card you're looking for in in in, in novelli Marte. so like you're this card is going to sell for good money if you hit a good hype cycle um so like I would imagine it's probably twenty ish dollars. What did you? What did he say it was again? He said it was, it was a high five a futures. High five futures to fifty. And uh, while you're looking this up, just for those of you listening, um, so that there's not dead air here, I'm going to take Michael Best's uh, question, and then we'll circle back around to uh to jake so michael best says who do you recommend to watch for noobs uh thank you michael this is the first time i've i've seen your name so thank you so much for finding us watching and commenting that is awesome what i recommend is that when you're just getting into investing in sports cards regardless of your background practice with the michael jordans of the world practice with the non-rookie Tom Brady cards of the world uh, practice with the other goats that people that are, those are the, probably the two most liquid players. That's why I said that, but practice with the, the non-rookie card, affordable, achievable cards of those guys. Um, Kobe um, magic, whoever, you know, like pick your, pick your favorite player in the sport. They can be active 
and then spend just give yourself a budget of like a hundred dollars honestly to play around with like you would learn uh betting on FanDuel or betting on DraftKings you wouldn't jump in and start um putting big money into different contests you would feel it out first and I think that's what you need to do with sports cards um, that will protect you from really overpaying for a particular card and you'll be able to learn which cards out of your hundred dollar budget actually you made good plays on and where you actually failed and then of course like so that's what I would do um, based on every, all of my failures and successes as a sports card investor but that's actually why I started the sports card investment report at no offseason like so that there's some ranking but then within the ranking you can drill down into each player and you can see like which card should I actually buy and which card should I actually not buy um so that's why that's there so if you if you're down for that it's you can save 20% using the promo code no offseason if you if you upgrade to premium at nooffseason.com um, but I would definitely start with like um, pick your favorite player from any sport. Pick Justin Herbert. Don't go buy his highest priced card. Buy uh, just a base prism rookie or something uh, raw and then just see what the market does. You know, And you're not going to spend that much money for that card. You're not going to make that much money back on that card. You're probably going to be able to sell it for about what you paid for it. But you're gonna, that's going to get you watching the market. Um, Kendall, what do you think? Well, we'll actually let Kendall comment on that or go back around to, uh, to Jake. It, it's back to you now. Um, it, so I, I don't know if he's asking which players should he listen to or which resources he should listen to. Um, if you are asking like who to watch in terms of what, um, media would be really important or like what, um, think what I did was like I, I think we put out great content here and i'm not just saying that i think we cover all different sports which is really unique and you can kind of dial in from there i mean like andy is like such a good dude like he's really good at what he does excuse me i have the hiccups he's really good at what he does like paul's good at, at, at really bringing um things in the media up front if that's what you're saying i would recommend that um, I watched a freaking butt ton of sports card investor videos on YouTube. Like mm -hmm. that's what I did when I first started. I would just be like, okay, I need to just immerse myself in this world. And so I would, I would just, I would literally go to a playlist that had a bunch of his videos and I would just press play and just listen. Um, if you're, if you're looking for baseball content specifically, just baseball.com is a great reference. Um, Another one is Lex Talk. Let's Talk Wax. His name is Kyle. Um, Kyle is a great friend of mine. I love his content. I actually met him because I found his content and loved him so much that I reached out to him and I was like, we have to be friends, which interestingly enough is exactly how I met Paul. So uh, <laughs> I said, um, it, it, yeah, so I've got, so Paul's has a book. Paul has a book that you can read. Um, he's not going to tell you because he's humble and he doesn't really love the book right now, um, but it, it's kind of in a rework. Um, but his his book does bring up really good points for somebody who's just starting. Um, and I read it. it. It's mainly modeled for like um, a generation above me, I think. Um, but I read it and I still gained a lot from it. So um, I would say that. Um, another thing is there's a bunch of good podcasts out there, but a bunch of the good podcasts just talk about whatever the heck they want. They don't talk about 
making investable plays. And I think yeah. that's what's important to me is like, okay, there's cool cards you can collect, but I'm trying to make profit. Um, and so I would just be careful with who you listen to in the sports world out there. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Thanks for mentioning the book, Michael. If you want to go to nooffseason.com slash book, it will actually um, redirect you to the Amazon link for my book. And it's pretty cheap. So that'd be awesome if you if you did pick that up. I, I think, Kendall, I appreciate you mentioning that. I think it's relevant to like Kendall's. It's literally called uh, What to Do When You Find Your Old Sports Card Collection, The Middle-Aged Dude's Guide to Selling Old Sports Cards. So that's it's based on what I did when I found my old sports cards and what I learned. So I think most of it's still relevant. It's just a couple years old now. So a lot changed in terms of the grading um, and the Facebook marketplace that I talk about versus eBay and all that, but there's still some good stuff in there, I think. Um, but yeah, Jamie Hauser says Luca nation. And I think what he means by that is like Luca's another good guy to like sort of follow because he's so liquid and like, don't dump t big money into Luca cards, but like, buy one PSA 10 Luca and that's it. And then just like, see what that does. If, if you like basketball, that's another way to do it. Um, so, uh, Kendall, back on the card. Yeah. Did you, what did you find for Jake? Jake's, um, so there's, there's been one of them that has moved in the past. Uh, Oh shoot. I spelled his name wrong. That's why. Noel V Marte. Noel V. Um, no, Noel. Okay. Um, yeah. So there was one that moved recently for about $20. Uh, but I would say between 10 and $15 is what you should expect. Um, I wouldn't throw it up as an auction. I would throw it up as a buy it now for cheaper than the last couple ones have sold. Um, the, with a card like this, you're trying to drive eyeballs to it. And with an auction, um, you're going to try, you're going to assume people want to get in a bidding war and nobody's going to get into a bidding war for an insert. That's just, you know, usually. Um, so I would do a buy it now, do it for like 10, 15 bucks um, and, and crystallize it. That card is never going to be more valuable um, un until he gets called up um, when he gets called up for the Reds and he will, and he's going to be incredible. But it's not something I would hold. I would flip that into a different card. Okay, cool. Great answer. And Jamie, just to clarify, Jamie meant the podcast called Luca Nation. So I apologize for that. There is a podcast called Luca Nation. Um, so that's another good re I have never listened. Uh, I, but I definitely want, and I've never listened to Let's Talk Wax. But if any of you guys want to partner with me, I would um, be down to be on your show or have you guys on our show. And uh, maybe Kendall can hook us up with let's talk wax and maybe Jamie knows Luca nation and we could just be one big happy family. Dude, the, the let's talk wax. Um, Kyle, he actually, he lives like so far out in the boondocks that he doesn't, he's not able to have Wi-Fi in his house. And so he runs his whole show off of a hotspot on his phone. It's wild, Like he can put so much content out on a hotspot. Props spot. to Kyle. Props to Kyle. Um, all right. So somebody, says that the European championship for national teams in basketball, that that's coming up and the European stars of the NBA are coming to play. And I think the comment gets cut off, but that's interesting because I, I there's one guy that comes to mind that I've thrown his name out there. Victor Wembenyama. Oh. 
<laughs> I was like, Luca will definitely be there. Luca will be there. But we all know the we all know the guys. But there's one guy, Victor Wembenyama. He's French, and he's like seven foot six or seven foot seven. And uh, he's going to be the number one overall pick next year. Next year's NBA draft. He should be the number one overall pick. And Greeny Green, better late than never. Thank you for joining us. Great to see you. Greeny Green, I, we did, I don't think we, we could have met at the National because I don't know who you are, but um, we, uh, we're, we're happy to have you. All right. Like so, so let's move to the moves, which is our last segment of the day. So I'm going to talk you guys through some of the moves who is up and who is down at nooffseason.com sports card investment report it's a lot of football because we're kind of at the believe it or not we're kind of at the end of like where you can sort of make some sneaky plays on football because what's about to happen is you're about to start seeing drastic price differences in football cards and what that typically means is that if you've waited until then, then you're not the seller of those cards that are moving up very high. And we don't really want you to be the buyer of the cards that are moving up that high, especially during football season. We want you to be early and not late. And so uh, we've moved guys like Tony Pollard, Mike Williams, Mike Evans is a big one to pay attention to. So check out the football card rankings at nooffseason.com. Javante Williams, the running back in Denver. We talked about AJ Dillon earlier in the show. He's on there. Uh, we've added, so we've added probably at least 25 player profiles to our football card rankings at nooffseason.com. Now is the time. It's basketball card buying season. But it's, but it's like the end of, it's like the start. You've got like two months to buy basketball cards, but you've got like a few days to make play, like real good plays on some football cards before the hype cycle like really begins. And you start seeing football cards increasing in value to the point where it doesn't make sense to buy them anymore. I'm almost to the point where like Trevor Lawrence is a sell, even though like I thought, he, I, I think he's going to be a better sell in week three than right now, but I'm looking at sports card investor and uh, their data tool is just showing like all these Trevor Lawrence cards moving up. And that's a big sign to me that we're at the point where you need to be buying some football cards. So if you're looking for some sneaky plays, I mentioned Tony Pollard, Mike Evans, he's a wide receiver for the chargers. And then, uh, sorry, Mike Williams, wide receiver for chargers, Mike Evans. We all know uh, Tom Brady's number one target. Like if you're not in the Brady market, and you want to be maybe more short-term looking at, at making some plays, Mike Evans, man, you know, he, he caught 74 balls for 1,000 yards and a career-high 14 touchdowns last year. So he's got some markers coming up. So that's kind of who's moving up on the nooffseason.com sports card investment report. Just wanted to throw that out there. And uh, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. This is interesting. Let's go back. Sorry, let's go back to this one comment here. Asia. Drazen Petrovic passed away a long time ago, unfortunately. I actually rebounded for him when I was a youngster. Uh, I was a Pistons ball boy for one day, and Drazen Petrovic did not miss a shot. But I love Drazen. He was amazing. Peja, Sabonis, Kukoc, Dejan, Bodriga, Bodroga. I'm not familiar with who that is. And then, of course, Vladi Divac. Those are some good, 
good players. So throwing it out there, maybe I'm guessing because maybe this person is saying that uh, this could drive some card value. So that'll be interesting. Um, Greeny Green, how about Josh Palmer? Yes, absolutely. Thank you to Andy Kaysen, who's all over this. He's the host of our football card strategy show, and he's actually going to be co-hosting two episodes of the sports card strategy show uh, the August 15th and 22nd episodes with Kendall. So Kendall, and I'm sure most of that will be talking about football because like, that's like prime. Andy yeah. Season, that's, so. that's probably going to be Kendall teeing up Andy for some football and then Kendall fielding the baseball soccer questions of the day. But, uh, but yeah, that'll be fun. I'll be on vacation. So I'm going to have those two, uh, extremely smart individuals ho host the show without me so we can keep the show rolling. Um, Josh Palmer's in there is my point. So Josh Palmer, there is a profile on Josh Palmer. He is the third Chargers wideout. Andy's big on him. And uh, so that's cool. And then before we wrap here, let's take one this comment. But Drogo was a European basketball star in the 90s, 2000, 2006, played for the Yugoslavian team, beat the United States, but never wanted to move. That's interesting. Never wanted to move to the NBA. Thank you for that information. We appreciate you... Uh, watching commenting listening love it kendall do you have anything to add before we sign off today um i was just going to point out that i have had like three or four trades in my dynasty football league over the last week go through like not me but like they've gone through uh the deshaun watson news that came out today all that stuff like people are preparing mentally for this time of year to about to switch to football season so don't you might already be late is what, what, what Paul is saying, but like maybe, maybe get some stuff that's been on eBay, buy it now for a while, you know, maybe go look, you know, like who knows what their people are checking. So. Yeah. And I think the biggest, like I have been holding all of the football cards that I bought last year, uh, last football season. And I bought a few football cards strategically or selling now. So I am, my mindset, just so you all know, is exactly what Kendall said. And that's why I said that is because I'm about to start listing all of my football cards and I fully intend to sell all of my football cards, like by the end of September, like that's going to happen for whatever they sell for. Like they're going to be gone. They're going to be out of my, out of my collection, out of my vault, like every single football, football card that I own one way. Debra, sell your cards. This <laughs> is your time. This is it. Deborah, we love you. Uh, sell, sell Patty Mahomes. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching and listening to episode 41 of the Sports Card Strategy Show. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. He's Kendall McKee with Wild Cards Box Breaks on Facebook, NoOffSeason.com, and JustBaseball.com. Uh, we are back next week with another episode of the Sports Card Strategy Show. And tomorrow... I'm going live with our guy, Greg Longto. We're, we're going to have an F1 card strategy show live on the feed tomorrow. Everybody, thanks so much for watching and listening. Have a great day.